Come on, give God some praise in the house. Come on, let's praise God this morning. Come on, hallelujah this morning. Come on, give God some praise in the house this morning. Y'all were a little too quiet for me this morning. Y'all were a little too quiet for me this morning. Turn the music up, turn the up so I can hear. Come on, let's praise the Lord for a few minutes. Come on, y'all. God's been blessing. Y'all sound like y'all little more. Come on. Sure, you've been blessed. Come on, y'all, put your hands together. Good Lord. Uh huh. Come on, come on, you've been blessed. Come on, put your hands together. Sing that with me. Sing it online. Lord. Anybody glad to be in the service today? Y'all didn't sound like it this morning. Y'all didn't sound like. Come on. I, I brought it with me. I brought it with me. If you brought it with you, type it in the chat. I brought it with me. <laughs> I brought praise with me, Sonia. Come on. Yeah. I can tell the world. I've been blessed. Anybody blessed this morning? Come on, come on. When I woke up early this morning, I was closing my eyes. Come on, y'all.
You better give God some praise right now. Y'all were too quiet for me this morning. My spirit didn't agree with a quiet thing in here this morning. Y'all better give God some praise this morning. You didn't wake yourself up this morning. I can tell you who woke you up. His name is J-E-S-U-S. Somebody say that. J-E. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody in here better act like you saved. Somebody who saved in here this morning. Who's got a grateful heart in here this morning? Somebody online, type it in the chat. I'm grateful this morning. Let me hear you say hallelujah. Let me hear you say hallelujah. Let me hear you say, I am blessed. I am blessed. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Pops, God deserves our thanks. Mama Dora, God deserves our praise. I don't care what it looked like this morning. I don't care how you're feeling this morning. It ain't as bad as it could be. You better press your way through to the praise throne room. Press your way, Wanda. Press your way. I can tell the world I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I keep trying to tell y'all. <laughs> the only time heaven is quiet is when Jesus says, shh. Other than that, other than that, all around the throne, the cherubim and the seraphim. <laughs> Shouting praises to God. Holy, 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 holy. J-E-S-U-S, Mike. Somebody better get that. You better get that. I'm not moving until you get that in your spirit. I'm not moving until y'all type it in the chat online. J-E-S-U-S. J-E-S-U-S. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He says, if you don't praise him, he'll make the rocks cry out. <laughs> J-E-S-U-S. <laughs> that's who I'm talking about this morning. I'm breathing today. You able, if you're able to lift your hand, that's God. <laughs> that's God. If you're able to see this morning, that's God. If you're able to take a lift your leg, that's God. J-E-S-U-S. J-E-S-U-S. I can tell the world. Edith, I can tell the world. <laughs> I can tell the world. I am blessed. Mama K, we're blessed. Sometimes we need to press our way in. You sit quiet in the bathroom. You don't sit quiet in the house of prayer and worship. No, no, no. There's certain places you be quiet. Be quiet in the doctor's waiting room. Yeah, you be quiet there. Don't be quiet when you come in the house of God. Have a praise on your lips. Thanksgiving, press your way and give thanks to the Lord. Oh, give thanks for he has done great things for me. Whereof I'm glad. Is anybody glad this morning? Glad this morning. I can tell the world. Let me hear you say hallelujah. Let me hear you say I'm blessed. Thank you. Come on now. Come on now. I get it, Shelly. I get it. Every now and then, Shelly, you need a cheerleader. I don't mind being a cheerleader, y'all. No, I ain't got no problem with that. When you step in the room, the atmosphere is supposed to change. Come on, guys. <laughs> and when more than, he said, we're two or three. When two or three. 
a whole lot more than two or three in here this morning. Ain't that right, Mike? Thank you, Lord. J-E-S-U-S, Scott. <laughs> I'm glad I can spell. <laughs> Melanie, I'm glad I can spell. <laughs> but if I couldn't, the Holy Spirit know what I would utter. Oh, God is good. Amen. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy, guys. Brother Leon, Angela, he's worthy. So good to see you this morning, Angela. I know you've been having to work them Sundays. Marie? J-E-S-U-S. To our virtual family online, type it in the chat. J-E-S-U-S exclamation. Amen. Oh, saints. It's good. How many of you listen to music all week long? Yeah. I listen to music all week long. Worship. I'm a worshiper. I can't drive in the car and you know, every now and then I listen to little CNN, little MSNBC, but no, no, no. I'm going to turn some J-E-S-U-S on. And this song I've been listening to all week. <laughs> Let me hear you say, I'm blessed. Sometime you're going you're gonna to find out if we, gonna, if we get into this teacher today, one, we're going to talk about imperfect praise. You know, your praise don't have to be perfect, Annie, for God to accept it. It don't have to be perfect, Edith. Amen. I'm happy to be with you guys this morning. Come on, give God another big hand praise. Online, put a, type it in the chat online. Applause. <laughs> Woo! Good morning, family. Want to praise God for another what? Another first day of the week. Amen. Mom and Pop Rayford, it's good to see y'all. I know y'all been in the hospital. Y'all had some things, but look at y'all here today looking so beautiful. Looking so beautiful. I know you guys been in the hospital and physical therapy, and it's just good to see you this morning. You have blessed my heart this morning when I saw y'all walking through the door, pressing your way. Amen. Sometimes that's what we have to do, Sister Cruz. We got to press our way. You know, the enemy, the enemy don't want us to be happy and joyful at all, in, at no time. So we got to learn how to do what, Mama Freddie? Press press your way and so we're here this morning we've pressed our way and we want to say good morning to our always we acknowledge our mission family Pastor Sothorn in Thailand House of Blessing we had such a great time with them this past Tuesday it's just getting better and better Frederica and so good morning also to our virtual members online we have a virtual membership online now uh, and we're going to praise God and thank God for that they're still part of our family we want to welcome any first time guests online as we already had our sisters say we want to welcome any first time guests Yes, he'll hear with us this morning in the sanctuary and again to our digital community that keep coming back been coming back since we opened up live stream they keep coming back from different places different cities welcome back amen, amen. and last but not least welcome back to you all who are here in the sanctuary yes to our first time guests here this morning we want you to be thankful. We want, we're glad that you're part of our service this morning. Amen. 
And so uh, before we get going this morning, let's go ahead on and there's a couple of little things, administrative things. Once again, guys, I want to continue to let you know how many of you know that while things are evolving around us, there are still other places it's evolving, spiraling, still spiraling down. So these are the numbers as of this morning. Amen. 603. Those are real families. Somebody say real pain. That's real pain. Amen. All around the world. And so I'm just going to say let's continue. It's moving. Things are moving fast here in the States. But, uh, you know, we were once where India and a lot of these other places are. And there's still people dying right here in Las Vegas. Still people catching it. So let's continue to stay prayerful and, and, and careful uh, as we move forward. Amen. Uh, the other thing I want to bring up this morning. Uh, the, yesterday, our outreach team over at our adopted school, Jesse, Jesse Scott uh, Elementary, went over there and they uh, gave away 500 boxes of food. 500 bags of food. Uh, our team, Earl White, Rob Lena Tracy, uh, Jacob Eberhardt, um, uh, uh, it's going to come to me, it's going to come to me, it's going to come to me, uh, Jenny, Jeanette uh, uh, Johnson, and a whole host of our deacon staff and the members, Carl, Brother Carl was there, Yule, some of our deacons went over there yesterday and gave away 500 uh, boxes of food to just families in need. And so let's thank God. I want to acknowledge them for the great service that they do. Commitment. Again, even in the midst of things going on, we're trying to do what we're slowly but surely moving back into things. And so I want to thank our outreach team. I want to thank all of you who gave and supported that yesterday. And we're going to continue to do that. Some things going on. Also, Earl, we got a sock. We got a sock. Uh, drive we're collecting. I don't know if how many of you knew that, but we have a sock drive we're collecting uh, that we're going to be giving to the uh, to the homeless. And so again, we want you. Uh, the, are, the, are the barrels still out in the foyer? Barrels outside. I want everybody to go by Walmart, go somewhere, pick, pick up a couple of packs of socks, and drop them off because uh, June 6th, we want to culminate that. Amen? And so go and make sure that you support that. Pick up, like I said, a couple of bags. And You know, they didn't want us to bring, uh, you know, socks was the chosen thing, Carol. They didn't want us to bring, you know, certain things with COVID right now. So please stop by and, and drop, uh, drop off here uh, and drop them off in the barrels out there. Amen? Somebody say, I'll do that. All right, praise God. Once again, also, you heard our sister uh, Talanda talk about this. Just want to try to get us all back together. It's been 14 months. We haven't been together as a church, and I want to get us. It's just we're not going. It's not a. It's not a service per se, but we're going to get together out there at our park where we normally fellowship. This brings and spend some time together, just hanging out. Bring your own basket. Bring your bring a blanket. You know, we'll probably we'll have some tents out there. We'll have some fun activities out there. But just want to hey hey just want to haven't seen we haven't seen one another in 14 months. Somebody say amen. That's a little painful, Annie. That's painful. We, were, we are meant, beloved, we are meant for fellowship. We are meant for do what? To be knitted together and connected, Vincent. And so I felt it was a good time to, hey, be, try before it gets too hot. Whew, we, we might be too late, Wanda. We might be too late, Sonia. <laughs> but maybe not. We're not going to be here. June 6th. We're going to be at Deer Springs like we would normally do our, when we do our picnics out there. We don't come here. We go there and do everything. So, but the, that's just a time to get together. Some fun activities, some, just some fellowship, some music. Uh, make it, we're going to make it festive, but just want to gather, regather and reconnect. Somebody say regather and reconnect. 
So I'm looking forward. Hope all of us, all our members that's online, that'll be a Sunday that you come on out so we can fellowship together, see one another, and break a little bit of bread. Amen? Praise God. Then how many of you know Sunday, uh, this, what, this week is the last week for uh, school? How many of you are ecstatic about that? School about to be out. <laughs> Nobody in here? Oh, there's one sweet, precious, <laughs> love doll in the back. The, oh, they're the kids' hands now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm not only blessed. I'll say hallelujah on that. Now, I, uh, I understand that... Uh, CCSD is going to have summer school because of the way things were. But, I, I don't, but I'm going to just be honest with you, uh, Mama Kay, I don't believe uh, nobody's going to go to summer school. <laughs> I don't believe, Julie, 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 nobody's going to summer school after being cooped. The kids ain't going nowhere after being cooped up 14 months inside. Nobody's going to go to Sunday school. I mean, going to go to uh, 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 summer school. I don't believe that at all. But anyway... Look, we have pray, and then we're going to have a second week in June. We're going to we're going to acknowledge and celebrate our graduates. We have a couple, amen. Brooke's going to be one. Brooke told y'all last week that she was going to be graduating. I don't know about y'all, but I, I mean, I'm going to tell you now. You better get your autograph from Brooke while it's free, because that's just the God's taking that sister places. So I, I say I always tell her, let me get my autograph from you right now because it ain't going to cost me nothing. But you know. Ten years from now, digging around is going to cost me a lot of money. So I said, let me get my, let me get your autograph now. That sister is a blessed and anointed child. And uh, by the grace of God, Sonia has done a great job with her two daughters. Hallelujah. Amen. And so again, as we get going today, I want to say again, God is good. And once again, we are glad to be in the house of God one more time. How many of you know you're blessed this morning? How many of you know you can say, I am blessed? I am blessed. One of the songs said, let me hear you say it. I'm blessed. I am blessed. Some songs are like that where they just fuel you. I say that, that's old school. How many of you know that's old school song? You know that, you know that, Mike says, you know that's old school. But boy, it made us feel good this morning, didn't it? And so as we get going this morning to our first time guests, we are journeying through a teaching series. Uh, once again, let's pull it up here. Epic Bible memoirs from the mouth of God. Uh, that bring good things to life and truth is the essence of the teaching. This series is what? Somebody say it. Truth. Say it again. Truth. Type it in the chat. Truth matters to God. And so, my beloved, we are simply in this teaching addressing what is very, very, very different in our world as far as the culture and more very different in the church culture today it's a very different time we're living in we were in our staff meeting thursday night john john triplett made a break point it is a different it's a crazy environment we're all living in today in the church outside of the church and as i shared with our team this week um, now that COVID is, is, is beginning to go, go down, uh, Darlene, you're starting to see all the evil rise back up. You know, the criminals, the crooks, and everybody, it's silly, it's coming. You know, and so now what? Shootings, crime, everything is just escalated right on back up. Uh, and so we're living in a time where I'm saying to all of us, I told our staff this Thursday, we're going to have to ante up. This teaching is centered around the time, the, prof, the, 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 the um, 
apostate time we're living in that rebellion and abandonment of the faith somebody say man it's an apostate time I've told our team this past week and we've got to ante up we've got to meet the moment somebody say meet the moment as a church we're going to have to meet the moment Annette and so my beloved uh, John and Jackie in Isaiah God said he couldn't find look up here they tell the prophet stop seeing your visions about what's right don't tell us this is the culture we're in the time we're in prophesy nice things that's what we want to hear in the church today don't tell us the truth even if it is true stop seeing things that will happen get out of our way they told God stop telling us about the holy one and again here's where it is yes truth is gone and anyone who renounces now remind you beloved remind you now this was in the old testament but look what he, what he was saying, it, and it's, it's very prevalent today, you It says, the Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. He was astonished. God was shocked to find nobody in the church. No one to do what? Who would speak up. You speak up today, you know, they're, they're, you know it's a council culture today. It's part of the problem. You speak up, you speak truth today, you, you, you're going to have some missing family members and some church members. So he himself stepped to deliver them with his strong arm and his justice. How many of you know if, it's not, if it weren't for the Lord today, we would be in trouble? He stepped in, and my beloved, that is where we are today. And these are the challenges. I'm not going to read through them, but there's difficulty. There's all kind of things wrong with the church today. And I've been sharing these with you. You know, forgiveness, the inability to be one family, one body, all kinds of things. That the Holy Spirit, uh, you, you know, some, some places the Spirit is not even in the place. And so these are challenges right now. And again, we started out with the stench of truth. Then we moved to crackmouth Christians. We were dealing with with issues there then we moved into when push comes to shove uh, and talking about how the importance of knowing who's with you and when you're serving the church being together working together and the last time I was with you we looked at what about love and we've been these are memoirs that we've been doing what from the mouth of God that we've been learning about Gus where truth is concerned amen and then praise god we had the ministers are riding with me in this series stephen did a great job last week right about god is god Edith did a good a beautiful job about uh when god when the when the spirit the, can can the spirit leave the church Anthony did a beautiful job about truth the proof of truth and so my beloved we are going to continue to go because we are speaking to the time somebody say amen we're speaking to the times that we're in and that's the job of a church that's the job of a pastor if he's going to shepherd the flock of God my job is to prepare you guys to make sure you're ready for what is coming time out we got to ante up we got to meet the moment that's what we're doing at our church we're meeting the moment it's not for everybody I'm okay with that somebody say man but we want to be about God's business here we want to be what found faithful Laura amen I'm going to say Laura because last time I referred to you as L Boogie your nickname that I called I made up for you somebody asked me later who is L Boogie you kept saying L Boogie in the, in the message <laughs> that's Laura Smith sweet Willie's wife honey and so somebody say who is L Boogie L Boogie is my friend but anyway, my beloved, as we move and get going today, how many of you know truth is the only thing that matters to God? And Terry, Sister Francis, if truth is the only thing that matters to God, doesn't it make sense, William, that it would, should be the only thing? 
that matters in our lives, sis, that's the only thing that matters in our lives. And so, my beloved, what, 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 did, what did Jesus warn us now? Uh, as we're moving into today, we're dealing with he's present in your pain. How many of you know God is always there? He's present in your pain. But the day we, we, Jesus has told us that, Mar, you go anywhere. Uh, people are leaving churches because we're looking for pastors who are great at imitating truth. Itching ears, they're going to find. And there are plenty out here in Las Vegas. Oh, Lord. But there are plenty everywhere. And people just move from church to church. They don't stay nowhere. You know, they don't move. They don't stay anywhere. There's no commitment today. Why? Because if you say something, if you speak real truth and somebody don't like the way you put it, you know, they'll just... They'll cancel you out and move on. And so Jesus warned us about all these things. And, and, and so we've got to make sure that what? That we stand on the truth and that we are right with God. Jesus said again, I couldn't find anyone. Well, we want him called here at New Creation to be able to find us faithful. Amen. Selena, we want to be found faithful. And so, my beloved, uh, as we get going today, uh, we already told you where we journeyed. But today, my beloved John Jackie, we're going to examine three case studies. Somebody write it down. Get ready to write it down. We're getting ready today. We're probably going to get to two. We probably won't get the. We're not going to. I know we're not going to get to that third one. And what I'll do when we study this teaching on when, this Wednesday, coming Wednesday night, I'll give you the third one because I know we're not going to get there today with three. But we're looking at three case studies, Anthony. Three memoirs from the mouth of God. And what we're going to do, Carol, we're going to learn. We're going to uh, uh, recognize. We're going to understand how Jesus is always present, Frederica, in your pain. Amen? We're going to figure that out today. We're going to find out how Jesus is always present in our pain. Halicia, Jazzy, there's no one more present in the midst of your pain and your sorrow than Jesus. How many of you have experienced know that? And at no one is more present with us when we're going through than Jesus. He is our pain reliever and any. Amen? And so, my beloved, our case studies, as we get going today, let me get here and get us rolling today. Our case studies, what we're looking at today, we're going to look at the widow woman's tinderbox, her deep well of pain. Her deep well of pain. Then we're going to move in case study two, and we're going to look at Hannah. Many of you know the teaching of Hannah. Hannah's tinderbox, she had a deep well wander of pain. And then we're going to look at Israel's tinderbox. They, was a, they were a nation in a deep well. Yule of pain. This is the one I'm sure we won't get to today, but I will teach it. We're going to get it, we'll get it Wednesday night when we go through all of this from today. Amen. And so, my beloved, these, Frederica, are the three case studies that we're going to pick up with. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again today that we are blessed. <laughs> we are blessed. We are blessed. We say hallelujah. We say thank you, Jesus. The song said it for us, but now we must utter it from our own mouths, from within our hearts. I'm blessed. And so thank you again today for this opportunity to speak to your people one more time. Bless all our family online, our guests online. Bless us, Lord, as we continue to go through this teaching about truth. 
And today is, is, a, is a subject that you gave me that is going to be near and dear to somebody's heart. Bless and speak. Your people are listening. In Jesus' name, and the church said amen. And so, my beloved, as we get going today with case study number one, we're going to the seventh chapter of Luke. Let's get over to the seventh chapter of Luke. Uh, again, we're dealing with what? The widow woman's tinderbox, her deep well of pain and so my beloved as we get going uh again before we get going let me get us into our what our teaching outline today our our roadmap for learning and discovery look up here look up here before you get there yeah uh, he's present in pain we're going to look at jesus identifies somebody write that down jesus identifies what does that mean he identifies your pain we're going to see how he identified the widow's tinderbox her well of pain and then part of that the part of that my beloved is god sees god God knows and God always feels what's going on with you. Somebody say amen to that. And then we're going to look at Hannah's tinderbox, her well of pain. And we're going to learn out of that, my beloved Deanna, Jesus always salves. What does that mean? He cares, he carries, he comforts, and he heals your pain. We're going to find that out this morning. Keith, I know you know about that, you and Dorothy. Here's what we won't get to today. Jesus rescues <laughs> Israel's tinderbox, their well of pain, he redeems backsliders when they bring pain upon themselves. Oh my God. Amen. And I'm going to give you some truth, Matt, the truth that matters today. Here's our learning objective for today as we get riding. God is always present in your pain. No one, no one born again believer can ever say our Savior and High Priest Jesus Christ was not present. Nobody, if you're born again. The Holy Spirit walks with you in your pain. He identifies with us and shares in our emotional sufferings. See, our Savior meets with us and meets with you in your tender box of pain. Notice up here, you are never alone. Jesus is your pain reliever. He's always present in your pain. This is what God, God say. I want, I want you to make sure they understand that. Because why? Hebrews 4 and 15 says, we do not have a Savior who is not what? Acquainted. With our grief, with our pain, our sorrow. Amen? Somebody say amen. That's the learning objective we want to get out of here today. What's the PowerPoint wisdom key we want to get out of here today, my beloved? Whenever someone is absorbed in sorrow of pain in the house of God, most of us are good at responding, uh, Sister Francis, with expressions of sympathy and sorrow. We're good with that. In comparison, somebody say in comparison. Jesus always responds to our pain with biblical compassion. Uh oh. Feeling sympathy or sorrow, Sonia, and biblical compassion, they're not the same. Somebody say they're not the same. Um, I'm afraid it. Biblical compassion is moving to act. Biblical compassion, we're going to find out today, Mama K, is doing. Jesus always responds by getting down in the hole with you in the deep well of despair, grief, anxiety, anger, depression, disaster, aloneness, guilt, shame, discouragement, and sadness. Jesus knows how to get down in the well of pain with you. He'll jump down in that hole with you. What's the big questions for today? Anybody? Now, this is, I thought of, the Holy Spirit gave me this. Anybody have someone intimately close to you who dismayed you because they never meet your expectations? To identify with the deep wells of emotional pain that you're going through. Got anybody like that? They just don't get it. 
Has anybody ever had someone close to you? They just did not get it. They just were not present with you in your moment of need. In your moment, Dorothy, of pain. However, because they did not meet your expectations, could not identify with how you and how you were feeling and what you were going through, Wanda, they made your tinderbox even worse. Do you know people can make you people can make you feel okay when you're already down? <laughs> oh, just ask Job. Job was already down. And his three so-called friends, Melanie, did not meet the moment. By the time they got through, he felt worse. They did die. You got to stay away from people like that. This is our big question, my beloved. Here's some things we got to get out of the way before we get into the scriptures. We got to understand what biblical compassion is. Somebody type it in the chat. Biblical compassion, I had to go get it from Strong's uh, Greek 4697. Splatnitsima, that's the word for compassion in the Greek. The word, it means, the, it's the word for intestines. It means lachima, to be moved inwardly. It means that we need to, that that person has tender mercy. It's a person who has empathy. It's a person who has a Affection. This word biblical compassion, I'm talking about biblical compassion. It has it's the deepest level of emotions within our being. Not just compassion. I'm talking the Bible's compassion, definition of compassion. Is anybody tracking with the Spirit of God and your pastor this morning? This is what we need to understand. A few more things that I need to get in your spirit with clarity before we get over and start with our case studies. Uh, He's present in our pain, uh, and I want to. I'm, I'm using this the definition of a tinderbox. I'm using it uh, an emotional tinderbox is a metaphor, my beloved, for an intense emotional deep well of pain. And these are the examples that are down that will cause us to get down in the well. Grief. We got people still today suffering from grief. Can't get over it. They're grieving. They're in the well. They're in a deep well. Somebody say it's a deep well. Sadness will put you in a deep well. Depression, worry, fear, loneliness, guilt, anger, anxiety, hurt, physical. There's physical uh, uh, pain. There's spiritual pain. There's emotional pain. There's discouragement. And all of these things, my beloved, if we're not careful, can cripple or consume your life. But how many of you know he's always present in your pain? When nobody else is there. Let's keep going. I'm trying to get us before we get into the teaching. I got to get y'all. Y'all got, and y'all going to have to remember this. Remember all this. Because this is all set up, Dietrich, as we go. What's inside the tinderbox? The deep well, the pain wonder. Bad. You, when you get a bad health report. Marie. Talanda. Sister Cruz. When you get a bad health report, that will put you in a deep well. If you're not careful. Somebody say be careful. A dysfunctional and dying marriage will put you in a deep well. Holy Spirit just gave me a few of these to give somebody so that you can get it. An unsaved spouse or family member will put you in a well. If you're not careful, you'll be in a well. A deep well of what? Despair. Wonderment. Adult children running from God will put you in a well if you ain't careful. I said adult children. I said adult 40-year-olds and 35-year-olds and 50-year-olds. Amen. They'll put you in a well if you're not careful. Me and Shannon vowed we're not going in the wells. We're not going to do it. We did what we're supposed to do. 
Emotional, physical, mental abuse will put you in a well. If anybody's been abused sexually, if anybody's been abused, not loved as a young person, your father didn't love you, your mother didn't love you, somebody didn't love you. And see, ongoing grief and unresolved issues will dig a hole that you will dig up and then jump in and cover the dirt over yourself. Somebody say amen. And so, my beloved, we wanted to get these things uh, in your spirit as we get moving, my beloved, into our first case study my beloved and now we want to now we've taken these and I call these truth points you got to have these riding with us as we get going now and so let's go to the seventh chapter of Luke and we're going to look at case study number one the widow woman's tinderbox her deep well of pain and well, who's going to be our reader today? Who's going to be our reader? All right William I saw your hand slip up first very gentle Barry White is going to be our reader today <laughs> And while you're turning there online, and let me get there with us. We're going to Luke, Luke, the seventh chapter. Amen. And we're going to be picking up again at verse is 11. I believe it's going to be 11. Yes, 11 through 17. Uh, now, let me give you the backdrop. Family, there's a funeral procession headed to the cemetery. Somebody say amen. For the burial of a dead son, a widow absorbed with pain is, is what's happening here. The, why? Because of the loss, Mama K, of her son and an uncertain future. She is in a lot of pain. She, she, had, her, she had her one and only son. She, as a widow now, there's nobody left behind to take care of her. And so she's got a lot of anxiety. Her son is dead. There's nobody to take care of her, you And so she's in the midst of a lot of pain. During this funeral procession, no one to take care of her. She has no hope. Amen? And so, while this is going on, there's another crowd. And this, obviously, from my study, Terry, seemed to be a big procession. So, this was a big procession, this funeral procession. But then, Jesus is coming along, and there's the multitude, Anthony, another crowd following him. And so as these two crowds meet, uh, get picture, picture in your mind, darling, there's a lot of people, Deacon Ron, all over the place. But let's read. William is getting ready to take us there. We're going to pick up with the backdrop, starting at verse 11 and read verses 11 through 13. Pastor, I'm going to read from the uh, New Living Translation. Amen. Verse 11, soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain with a great crowd following him. Great crowd. Verse 12, a funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. Mm -hmm. The boy who had died was the only son of a widow mm. and many mourners from the village were, were with her. That's the crowd, many, many mourners. When the Lord saw her. Somebody read that again. Read that again. When the Lord saw her. Somebody circle that and read it one more time. When the Lord saw her. Mm -hmm. His heart overflowed oh, with compassion. Woo! Verse. That's through 13. Okay. His heart flowed with compassion. Said, so don't cry. And he said. He said. Please. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it. No, no, no. Stop right there at 13. 13. 13 is the end of 13 is he tells her, please don't cry. Okay. Please 
Don't cry. You're going to come back in a minute, William. Please don't cry. How many of you pick up on what Jesus did? How many of you picked up on what he did? Tracy and Portia and there in San Diego, the Bible explains there again two large crowds following one with Jesus. They just they just followed behind him for what they could get out of him. You know, they really didn't want to be saved and they know Jesus. It was about all the miracles and the good thing that he was doing the shimer. But Scott K. Rose in verse 13, it says, but through all of these people, somehow Jesus saw. He saw. The Bible says, my beloved church, when he saw this weeping mom. What does it say he did? What does it say he did, Mar? Come on, y'all. Y'all know where, y'all know where we're going, right? Bible says, Mel, he stopped in his tracks and moved to her. And, 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 and when the Bible says, my Bible says, with great compassion, he told her, like a parent over a six-year-old that's fallen off a bicycle, don't cry. Please don't cry. Please don't cry. I'm with you. That's the part right there. I am with you. Does anybody see with your eyes what Jesus did? Brother Leon, Angela, Mama Pam, Jesus the pain reliever identified with this woman's pain. He identified, he saw Mama Dora, through the crowd, through all these people, how could Jesus see? He's always seeing. He's always present. We don't have a Savior who's not acquainted with us, who knows the number of hairs on our head. Bible says he moved to her. Don't miss that. And he moved over to her. And so tenderly looked at her and hugged her and said, please don't cry. Please don't cry. He identified. That's the first outline point. He identifies with our pain. He saw. Somebody write it down. This is, what, this is the important part. He saw. And then he did what? He acted. Mama C.J. Rose, we can't miss this. Jesus immediately moved to her and then he acted. And what do I mean by that? I'm telling y'all, he got down in the well of pain with her. He got down. Let me, I'm going to get it. He got, look, 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 look. He got down inside the well of pain with her. He got down 
inside the well. He's always present, my beloved, with our pain. Jesus got in the tinderbox with her, her deep well of pain, and did what? She, now, she's feeling, remember now, it's intense. It's emotional pain. Remember, we set it up. We let you know what intense emotional pain is. She's saying he knows what? Her son is dead, and this woman is hopeless. She doesn't know who's going to take care of her. Mama Kay, I thought about it. Even back then, the church wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. What's, what's the Bible tell us about widows? We should be doing what? Helping! Sometimes words of sorrow and sympathy are not enough. Jump right off the page this, as I was looking at it this morning and finalizing my notes. Where was the church? This woman was having, she was going through a lot of uh, hopelessness, Mar, because there was, she's trying to figure out, how am I going to live? How am I going to live? And so, again, where is the church today in times of great despair and pain? Jesus moved to her. He got in the hole her, of, of, uh, in her deep well of pain. And he says, don't cry. I'm with you. How many of you heard Jesus say these words? Don't cry. I'm with you. There have been times I've been going through procedures. And I've heard Jesus say, I'm with you. There have been other times, one day when I was, Sister Cruz, when I was going through, I, the only way I heard him, I had to, I was crying out to him, and then I heard him. How many of you know, <laughs> sometimes you got to cry out to God. It wasn't until I cried out, and then I heard him respond back and say, I'm with you. Never forget, I had a procedure one time at the base, and I was sweating bullets over this procedure. And just one of the nurses came in, Mama, i never forget it, came in, Mama Pat, and, and, and Gus, she started rubbing my hand. She said, it's going to be all right. I guess she could see I was <laughs> about to get my clothes back on. <laughs> but I never forget her t rubbing my hand and patting my, my forehead and saying, Sharon, to me, it's going to be all right. And I knew then that was God using this woman to comfort me in a time that I needed it. Has anybody been there where he's comforted you? He's carried you. He's been there and said, please don't cry. I'm with you. Please don't cry. And so, my beloved, again, how many of you know God will take care of you? He's present in your pain. Somebody type it in the chat. Somebody shout it. Biblical compassion. Say that with me. Biblical compassion. Say that again. That's what it is. Brother Leon, Angela, biblical compassion is always more than words. It's always more than expressions. We're good in the church with expressions. Nothing wrong with expressions. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking that. But young adults, Jesus' compassion did what? Biblical compassion, his compassion always moved him, Anthony. Moved him, El Boogie. Moved him to act. Moved him to act. Jesus' compassion always moved him to get in the well. Get in the well of pain with others. In Matthew 14 and 14, Jesus saw the huge crowd as he was stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and what did he do he moved 
He acted. Words are not enough sometimes. In Luke 19 and 41, when Jesus caught sight of the city of Jerusalem, the Bible says he wept. Look up here. In John 33, 11 and 33, y'all know it. Wonder when Jesus saw Mary weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was deeply moved and was troubled. He's always present. Lamentations 3.22, y'all know it. It is because of the Lord's mercy and acts, his acts of loving kindness, that we are not consumed. His compassions, they fail not. They fail not. I'm wondering, is anybody at the church, if we failed somebody, maybe we didn't do it on purpose, but do we fail? Have you failed anybody? You're giving a lot of words. You know, James talks about, yeah, you know, we kind of, oh, yeah, go bless. Know somebody catching hell. Know somebody's in a deep well or pit for a drink. And we say, be blessed. Go and be blessed. He's present. When was the last time you got in the tinderbox, the well of pain with someone else and held their hand? When was the last time you walked with somebody? You knew where they were, you know what they were feeling, and you held their hand through it all. You got down in the well of despair and grief with them. Jesus got down in the well with this woman. Now, let's just keep reading. Let's pick up at verse 14, 16, because I got at least one more. Got to get to, got to get to. All right. Verses 14, 16. Let's keep reading that because it's not over. Okay. Verse 14. Again, the New Living Translation. Then he walked over to the coffin. He moved. He's, he's always doing. Go ahead. Walked over to the coffin and touched it. Woo! And the bearer stopped. Mm-hmm. Young man, he said. <laughs> Get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk to those around him. Mm. And Jesus gave him back Mm. to his mother. Mm. Verse 16. Great fear swept the crowd. Alex. And they praised God saying, a mighty prophet has risen among us. Jesus. And we have seen the hand of God at work today. Oh my God. All through the crowd. Now remember now he's he's moving. He's moving. He's not see, you know, we you know we 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 let bad weather keep us inside the house. Hang nail. You know what we 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 can't do no prayer walk because it's a little cool. We can't go somebody, you know, helps Uh, he's moving through and doing what? He's always present in our pain. And so he sees and knows what's going on. He saw. And the Bible says, Sister Cruz, the Bible says, my brother, he moved. Next, he says, no. why did he tell her, please don't cry? Because he knows what's, what's going to happen next, mama. My darling, he knows what's coming. He knows he's getting ready to do what? Fix it. See, he's a doing. Biblical compassion is a doing compassion. It's an acting compassion. It's a moving toward compassion. He moved. Remember now, he started out moving toward her. Now he's moving toward the problem. 
And the Bible says, Stephen, Tracy, Phil, Sherry, the Bible says he restored the dead uh, son's spirit back inside of him. Now, I want y'all to write that down. He restored. Somebody write that down now. He restored. This is important. He restored the dead son's spirit, Yule, Gus, back inside his body. Why am I telling y'all to write this down? Highlight it in your Bible. Because oftentimes we speak about Jesus raising folk from the dead. But do you recognize that everybody that he raised from the dead rose, they had to die again. Spirit of God is teaching right now. The Bible, what, in all those instances, those folks had to die again, says Rosalind. You know why? Because Jesus is the only person in the Bible who was really resurrected. Because when you're resurrected, you get a new body, a glorified body. So these folks got to die again. So he didn't, per se, raise them from the dead. He restored their spirit to their body. Do you know what happens when we die? God sends for our spirit out of this garment and this garment dies. We are spirit. This is flesh. This is just an earth. This is just the garment for which we live. Our spirit lives in. But when God calls us home, he calls us out of this garment, out of this physical body, Wanda, and our spirit goes to be with him. And what happens to this flesh? It dies. So his flesh was dead. And so what did he do? He called his spirit back to him. Oh, God. Scotty called his spirit back to him. And the Bible says, Brother Leon, when God called his, Jesus called his spirit back into his body, he sat up. Somebody put it in the chat. He sat up and began to speak. Everybody that he did that for, they had to die again. The Bible says, Lazarus asked Jesus, am I going to have to go through this again? Jesus said, yes. And supposedly the Bible says he never smiled again. Restored. That's what he did. He's Jesus is the only true person ever resurrected, raised <laughs> to glory. And so I wanted to make sure the spirit of God said, make sure you get that because we, we talk it. We don't mean harm when we say it, but I'm talking to the Bible students of our church. This is important. You guys know this. You guys, this, 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 that means something to you. It helps us in our knowledge. Somebody say Amen. And so again, Jesus Christ is the only person, my beloved. Elliot, Jacob, sleep. Again, we are spirit living in a garment. Living in a casing. And there's going to be a day when Jesus is going to send for me. And send for you. What's he going to send for? Say that. Our spirit. Death is when the, when the spirit leaves the body body. And so Lacria, Rob, Jesus restored the dead son's spirit, called his spirit back in his body. The Bible says he woke up and said, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Hello, mom. I'm back. <laughs> so we can move on. The Bible says next thing they did, they had a hallelujah time. They had a party. Praise and worship testimony service. 
over what Jesus had done over here again. Why? Because he got in the widow woman's tender box of pain and somebody typed it in the chat. His compassions fail not. Woo! Let's move on to case number two. Case number two. Jesus saves. S-A-L-V-E-S. Y'all know what sav is, right? Amen. I don't need to say that again. Wanda, Jesus saves. He carries. He comforts. And he heals our pain. Somebody get that down. Write that down now. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. What's the study today? He's present in your pain. He gets down in the hole, in the well with us. And what? He's there all the time. Sonia, he never leaves us. Think about it. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. To leave us would mean he'd have to forsake us. He says, I'll never do that. And so, my beloved, as we get moving today, we're dealing now with our case number two and where we're going to end up stopping. Uh, case number two is Hannah's pain, her tinderbox and deep well of pain. Let's all go to 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hallelujah. If you're happy and you know it, say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. All right. Thank you, Lord, today. Don't you love the word of God? Oh, I love the word of God. I love teaching the word of God. Let me give you the backdrop while you're turning there. Hannah's pain. She can't have children. She's barren. She's infertile. She can't have kids. But she has a husband, Elkanah, who loves her dearly. Let me finish giving you the background. Elkanah has a second wife, Penina, who has, she's very fertile. <laughs> she gets pregnant just looking at her. The Bible says she has plenty of sons and daughters, Dorothy. And then she got plenty of kids. She can have kids just all day long. <laughs> Giving y'all the background. But now, but now, don't forget, I want y'all to get this down, Scott. Panina, Sister Cruz, Panina, Talanda, Panina, Dorothy, Panina, Wanda, Panina, Deidre, Panina. Sister Freddie, she's suffering with her own pain. She with a man, Sister Francis, that don't love her. So she got her own pain. And so she's taking her pain. Well, so the Bible's going to tell us she took her pain out on Hannah. Always making fun of her. Always humiliating her over her barrenness. That's the backdrop. Now let's get to the reading part of it. Who's going? Oh, come on, William. Verses 1 through 7. Let's get going here. And let me give you just a little bit more while William is getting ready here. Uh, again, uh, the entire family, what would they do? They would go on their pilgrimage to Shiloh to travel to the temple to, to do what? Worship and make sacrifices. They did this pilgrimage two to three times a year. And year after year, the family would make the journey. And year after year, Hannah was crying out to God in her pain. I can't get pregnant, Lord. Why? Ruthie, Carol, Jenny. The circumstances that made Hannah's pain worse is her sister wife. Her sister wife. <laughs> Think about that nonsense. Her sister wife. Panina. Always in her face. You know, you ever had somebody in your face all the time just antagonizing you, just digging around, just, you know, always, you know. She's a, she's a messy something. So I was thinking about that. I say she was a messy something. And so, my beloved, 
that made her antagonizing and provoking and picking at Hannah made Hannah's pain even worse. But let's look at verses 1 through 7. If you're there, say, I'm there. You're there. All right. Go ahead, William. Verse 1, New Living Translation. There was a man named Elkanah uh-huh. who lived in Ramah mm-hmm. in the hill country of Ephraim. Mm-hmm. He was the son of Jeroham mm-hmm. and the grandson, grandson of Elihu uh-huh. from the family of Tohu yes. and the clan of Zup. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Elkanah had two wives, mm. Hannah and Penana. Penana had children while Hannah did not. There's is. There's the pain right there, guys. Each year, Elkanah and his family would travel to Shiloh mm. to worship and sacrifice to the Lord uh-huh. Almighty at the tabernacle. Oh, yes. The priests of the Lord at that time were the two sons of Eli, Hopni and Phineas. Those jokers. On the day Elkanah presented his sacrifice, uh-huh. he would give portions of the sacrifice to Penana and each of her children. Uh-huh. But he gave Hannah a special portion. Read that part again. He gave Hannah a a special portion. Double portion. Go ahead. Because he loved her very much. Because he did what? Because he loved her very much. Because he did what? Because he loved her very much. Go ahead. Even though the Lord had given her no children. Uh Uh-huh. But Penina made fun of Hannah because the Lord had chosen had closed her womb. Closed her womb. And lastly, verse 7. Year after year, it was the same. Penina would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Hannah would finally be reduced to tears and would not even eat. Amen. Stop right there. We're going to pick back up in a minute. But I want us to stop here because there's some PowerPoint I want us to make sure we don't miss over. Mama Diana, uh, again, Mama Faye, ladies, look at verse 5 and 6. Verse 5 and 6 is very important because it tells us it was the Lord that closed her womb. It was the Lord that closed her womb. And what am I, what's the PowerPoint right here, Sister Francis? In this life, there are going to be some deep wells of pain, Frederica, that we cannot control. There are some things, circumstances in life that you cannot control. That you won't have anything, Mama, Mama Nadine, to be able to do about it. The Bible says the Lord, Marie, closed and it closed her, closed her womb. It was God who did it. And sometimes they're going to be in this life. There are going to be some things that we're just going to have to do what? We've got to endure. We got to deal with Melanie Dietrich. It was God who Hannah, who, who, who it was God who kept Hannah from having children in the time she wanted a child. Making matters worse, she had a sister wife picking at her and prodding her. How many of you know Satan hates you? Satan hates you 
Deacon Ron, lady die. We always going to have haters. Jesus said they hated me. They're going to hate you. Get ready. And so, my beloved ladies, Hannah's pain was deep inside her heart. Now, look at verse 8. William, read just verse 8 because this is another PowerPoint we can't overlook. Verse 8. What's the matter, Hannah? Elkina would ask. Why aren't you eating? Why be so sad just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than having 10 sons? What is the PowerPoint right here? What is the PowerPoint right here? Remember, I already told you in the backdrop. Sister Francis, verse 8 tells us, though Hannah's pain was overwhelming, God had given her, thank God that he had given her a husband who loved her. Imagine Mama Pat, imagine ladies, if she was with a husband who didn't love her dearly. God is always present in your pain and he'll give you and supply Anthony what you need Carol if think about it it was because of the compassion of God she had a husband who deeply loved her while she was going through think about it if she had a husband who was insensitive remember in, remember, remember remember in the PowerPoint wisdom key you got somebody who just don't they don't get it you're married to a spouse and she, he, at times when you need him to be, you need her to be, and they just aren't there. I thank God for Elkanah. That he was, God says, I'm going to, listen, while you're in here, I'm going to, and remember now, let's don't get it twisted. Marie, Elkanah represents a type of Jesus who's loving his wife, loving his wife as Christ loved the church. And so he's tender with her. That's why he gave her a double portion because he knew he had a hot mess in his other wife. And so I'm going to meet you. I'm going to give you all I can give you while you're going through. I'm going to love on you. I'm going to give you a double portion. How important is that, guys? Imagine what life would be like if she didn't have the kind of husband God gave her. He loved her. He's always present in your pain. Let's keep reading. Go ahead on verse 9 to 18. We're about to finish it up here in a few minutes here. Woo! Is anybody getting it? He'll meet you where you are. Verses 9 to 18. Verse 9. Once when they were at Shiloh, oh, yes. Hannah went over to the tabernacle uh -huh. after supper to pray to the Lord. Eli the priest was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance. Mm -hmm. Hannah was in deep anguish, anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. Remember now, she's in, she's in, this is intense pain in the well she's in, her tinderbox. Verse 11, and she made this vow. O oh Lord Almighty, Ooh. if you will look down upon my sorrow oh God. and answer my prayer uh -huh. and give me a son, uh -huh. then I will give him back to you. I'll give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. Oh, God. 
And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. Uh-huh. Verse 12. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her, seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound. No sound. He thought she had been drinking. Oh, Lord. Must, must you come here drunk? To the he demanded. house of God? Throw away your wine. But Hannah answered. Oh, no, sir, she replied. I am not drunk, mm -mm. but I am very sad. I'm a broken spirit. And I was pouring out my heart to Woo! the Lord. Please don't think I am a wicked woman. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. For I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. Oh, boy, her well, her well, her well. In that case, Eli said, cheer up. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Mm. And lastly, verse 18. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. Then she went back and began to eat again. And she was no longer sad. Listen, guys, listen to me. We got to pick up some things that you need when you're down in the well of despair. And we learn them from Hannah. Hannah did what? She persistently believed and kept crying out to God. Ma, you got to keep crying out. You can't give up on God. Because God's got a way of bringing his children out. Come on, somebody say amen. And so what are we going to learn from her? Ladies, listen to the Spirit of God and your pastor. Hannah, while in her well, tender box of pain, Frederica, she knew where to take her problem. She took it to, to the Lord. She took it straight to the Lord. Let's learn from her. In her tender box, her well of pain, Hannah trusted God's power and ability to do what she knew he could do if he would do it. Somebody say amen to that. In her well of pain, my beloved, Hannah never turned. Here's the part that jumped off to me. She never turned bitter. She never got calloused. She never repaid evil that was done to her with evil. This is a woman who loves the Lord. She's a woman to be praised. She said, listen, you know what? I've got to keep my testimony intact. Though Satan is coming at me and he's picking at me and prodding at me, I've got to keep my testimony intact. I've always got to make sure that the words of my mouth and the meditations in my heart are always acceptable. Why? Because God is always watching and I know that I believe in him and I know that I'm going to continue to trust in him. I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to trust in him. She never paid Panita evil with the evil. The Shima single ladies. What I, what I love about Hannah, she kept her testimony. She says, I got to keep my testimony acceptable to God. She didn't do like a lot of us do. You know, I'm going to get you back. Some people get bitter. We talked about bitterness and callousness in, our, in, my, in my meeting with the deacons and ministers Thursday. And I told them one of the things that, I, that, I, that you got to watch, be careful of. You cannot let your heart get calloused over what people do to you and say about you. You can't get bitter. You can't repay evil with evil. Don't do that. Don't do that. Why? Because God is watching. You still have a greater thing. That's, and it's, it's the plan of God in your life. And so we all got to be careful. I love this. While in her tender box of pain, Hannah believed God's promise. 
Look at verse 19 and 20. Then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and, and before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah and Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, knew her. They had, they made love, they had sex. And the Lord, here it is. And the Lord, somebody say it with me. And the Lord, somebody say it with me. And the Lord remembered her pain. So it came to pass in the process of time, what happened? Hannah conceived and bore a son and called him Samuel, saying, what did she say? Because I've asked the Lord. And he answered. And he answered. How many of you know he's always present within your pain? We don't have a God who's not there all the time watching knowing how we're handling things praying listening to our cry listening to our prayer and here's the question why in all the years the previous years did God keep Hannah's womb closed Deanna Abby Dari why did God not answer her prayer earlier I'll tell you Samuel needed to be born at a certain time in history Sister Rosalind Hannah had to be born at a certain time in history for God's purpose as the prophet of God. Didn't have anything to do with Hannah. God not answering her prayer. God says, don't worry, my child. Please don't cry. Please don't cry. I have a plan. I have a plan. I, I, I know you're hurting, but I have a plan. How many of you know God's got a plan? Samuel needed to be born at a crucial time in history. Not sooner, not later, but right on time. And God needed for Hannah to do what? She, he needed her also wanted to be in a spiritual place. Where what his will would want, the, the will that he would want for her and Mama Nadine, turn him over to me. See, God was working it out. God was fixing it. Somebody type it in the chat. He'll fix it for you. He was fixing it. <laughs> he says, I need uh, this man, this child, I need you to give him to me. See, if he had just let her have a child just at the time she wanted a child, she might not have been in a place where she was ready to do what? Give him up. But because God let her have that time, because God labored with her and yet loved her in her pain, loved her while she was going through. When it came time, Annie Green. She was ready to wean him. And she said, I'm going to give him to you, God. Because it was through her pain and her brokenness that she got healed. Remember what God does in this part too. He saves. He carries. He comforts. He heals. He answers. Is anybody glad about it this morning? Is anybody glad about it this morning? Has God done anything for anybody while you were in your pain? While you were going through your storm? While you were going through your trial? While you were going through your testimony? While you were on your sickbed? While your husband hadn't got saved yet? While your wife, your children, your children, you thought you had given up on your children? Don't give up on your kids. Don't give up on your husband. Don't give up on your health. God! Hallelujah. 
God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Does everybody see it? God moved toward her. He moved. Somebody say he moved. He always moved towards you when you're hurting. He'll see when everybody else can't see. You know, it's through the eye gate that we see. I thought about Terry, sister, sister friend, I thought about in Luke 10. There's a, there's a man been beaten half to death on the side of the road, yeah. Julie, Julie. And the Bible says a priest. The Bible says a Levi. Levi, they walked by him, saw him. But you know what they had to do to walk by him and not stop and give some biblical compassion to him? They had to close their eyes. They had to close their eyes. They had to close their eyes. Because it's through the eye gate that we respond. I want to know, have you seen anything God's doing in your life? I'm talking about spiritual sight. I'm talking about in the spirit. Somebody typing in the chat. It's in the spirit. So God says, I got to get you, Hannah, to a place where you're going to be ready. You're going to love me so much. and You're going to love so much that I'm going to bless you, that I'm going to carry you, that I'm going to save you, that I'm going to comfort you. I'm going to answer you. I'm going to relieve your pain. And there's going to be so much joy flooding in your heart, you're going to give him back to me. You're going to turn him over to Eli, and Eli going to train him. Eli going to make him a, a prophet of the nations. Hannah kept her vow, too. As I close this thing, Hannah kept her vow. She turned him over after the child was weaned. I'm just closing it out. Y'all know, keep reading chapter two. But, I want, but I, what I want y'all to remember, don't, I'm, I'm not going to stop before I say this. If you go to chapter two, the Bible says Hannah starts praising God. She starts having a hallelujah time. She starts giving thanks. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he has done great things for me. He has met me at my, at my lowest point. Has God met anybody at your lowest point? Has he met you when you were so low? Nobody else understood what you were going through. Sometimes you got to walk alone. You got to walk alone, guys. Sometimes you just have to walk by yourself. Nobody's there except the pain reliever, God himself. He's always there waiting patiently in line, song says. And beloved, God is present in your pain. He's a pain reliever. And so I'm asking as we close, is anybody struggling today with intense emotional pain over some of the things that I shared with you in the tender box? Like the widow and like Hannah, Jesus identifies. He sees, he knows, and he will come. He'll move. With Hannah, he always saves. He'll carry. He'll carry you. He'll comfort you. This woman might have killed herself if, if Jesus wasn't loving her through her husband. She might have killed herself. Sometimes you, sometime you can get so low. Don't make fun of people who commit suicide. There's something that clicks off. Pain. Pain can get so 
overwhelming that they feel it's better to check out. We don't want to see that happen to nobody. Are you struggling this morning? As we close, let me give you some biblical truth blessings that will help you when you're going through. As we close, number one, no one is immune from pain. You're not immune from pain. We're all going to deal with pain. In 1 Peter 5 and 10, after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, somebody say grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will set you firmly in place and build you up. He will personally come, pick you up. Somebody say pick me up and set you firmly in place and make you stronger than you ever were. Look up here. Keep your heart and your mind attached to the peace of God. According to Isaiah 26 and 3, he will keep him in perfect, absolute peace. Those whose mind, your thoughts, are consumed with him because you trust him this is what all these are things that we got to do if we're going to do what while we're down in the well number three you got to cry out to God with raw transparency with raw vulnerability notice what David said in Psalm 6 and 6 I am worn out with my weeping and my groaning night after night night after night night after night I soak my pillow with tears and flood my bed with weeping you got to go to God like that. Don't try to bring, don't try to, don't try to pretend with God that he won't respond to your pretension. No, he's going to respond when you reach out with all your heart. Look up here. When you have no strength to go on, God will carry you. Look up here at Isaiah 46, 3 and 4. You who have been carried by me from birth <laughs> and have been carried from the womb. <laughs> even your old age, I will be the same. Even to your graying years, I will carry you. I have done it and I will bury you and I will carry you and I will save you. Is anybody getting any help this morning? He's present in your pain. This is truth this morning. This is the memoir that, that does what? Makes us all feel better. He will be there. Look what it says. Trust and wait on God to lead you out of the well of despair. Psalms 42 and 3 says, he reached down. Somebody say he reached down. He reached down and drew me from the deep dark hole where I was stranded, mired in muck and clay. And then a gentle hand, a gentle hand. Please don't cry. Please don't cry. A gentle hand pulled me out and set my feet upon a rock making my footsteps has he made anybody's footsteps firm this morning he put a new song he put some praise in my heart and in my mouth Woo! psalm 53 look what it says offer up imperfect praise remember i told y'all imperfect praise offer up one to imperfect praise he says whoever offers praise it didn't say perfect praise it says who offers praise it's the praising life somebody write that down it's the praising life that glorifies me Wanda, when you're in the deep well of despair, what does that mean, imperfect praise? It means in our frailties, it's all right. Our, you know, sometimes we're just trying to get it out of our mouth. And it's not perfect because our heart is aching to Londa. But God says, as long as you praise, I'm, I'll accept it. As long as you have a praising life, that you praise me in the dark, that you praise me on the top, that you praise me in the middle, that you always cry out, it's all right. I'll accept it even though it's not perfect. I'm not asking you to be perfect. I know that you're flesh. I know that you're human. I know sometimes you're broken. I know sometimes it's hard. I know sometimes you got to cry, but it's all right. He says, I'll accept it anyway. I'll accept it anyway. I'll accept it anyway. 
because I know I feel your pain we don't have a God my beloved who is not acquainted who is not there that even when you're hurting if you say hallelujah anyhow Anthony if you say hallelujah anyhow I'm in the valley I'm in the valley I've got a bad doctor's report. My kids are, I've, I've got a phone call early this morning. But you know what? I'm going to say hallelujah anyhow. I'm going to thank God anyhow. As good as God has been to me. I can't afford not to praise his name. Has God been good to anybody this morning? Somebody type it in the chat. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Give him some praise in this house. He's present. He's present. He's present. He's present. He's present in your pain. He's in the hole. He's down in the hole. Let me go back up here so that y'all can see it again. Let me get back there where you can know when you're down in that pit. He's down in that pit. He's right there. Where is that? Come on. Right there. Right there. Oh, my God. Come on. I'm moving too fast. <laughs> there it is. He's right there. Edith, he's right there. He's way down wherever you stuck. He's right there with you. He will move to you. He will come to you. And he will act on your behalf. I don't care what it is you're dealing with. I don't care what it is you're feeling. Has God been good to anybody? Listen to what this song is going to say to us all and stay in the praise right now. We're in that imperfect praise moment. I'm going to give them the highest praise. Listen. As good as God has been to me Can't afford not to praise his name Has it been good to anybody? As good as God has been to me I'm gonna give him The highest praise As good as God has been to me Has it been good to anybody this morning? Who's been good to me? Who's been good to me? I'm going to give him the highest praise. Has God been good to anybody? As good as God has been to me. I can't afford not. I can't afford not. To praise his name. name. As good as God has been to me. Listen, listen, listen. As good as God has been to me, oh Lord, I can't afford not. Can you afford not to praise him? Praise me. As good as God has been to me, I'm going to give him the highest praise. Has God been good? Has it been good? 
He's always present. He's always there. Good is God. We ought to thank Him. We're going to give Him. Hallelujah. Good is God. Time. While I'm still alive, 
ahead, y'all. Go ahead. It's your time. It's your time. I don't need a lot of money. I don't need a lot of fame. Everybody online, I hope you're all right with y'all. <laughs> we all right here. I'm struggling this morning if you're struggling this morning with anything God sees he knows he identifies you're never alone he is present he's down there wherever you are whatever pit you might be in of despair brokenness he's with you and he will save he will carry you he will comfort you he will 
heal and deliver. You will hear the third part of this. He rescues Wednesday night when we study this Wednesday night. He rescues. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's been a beautiful day this morning. Praise, worship the word of God. Let me hear you say I'm blessed. Let me hear you say thank you, Jesus. Let me hear you say hallelujah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Father, thank you today. We're all saved today, so we don't need to give invitation. But we might need to give invitation because somebody may not understand. Somebody may be in a backslidden state. You haven't been walking with God. Maybe you got bitter over a situation. You found out today, bitter ain't the way to go. Callous ain't the way to go. Repaying somebody for what they've done to you is not the way to go. Learn from being persistent like Hannah and pray. Listen, lean into the promises of God. Praise him through it. Remember all the blessing truths I gave you at the end. I pray that you take them with you. Go back online and re-listen to this thing. Get it way down into your spirit and operate. And remember, words of expression and sympathy are okay. But biblical compassion is always moving and doing. And we got to be better at what God calls us to do. Amen. Next week, next time I'm with you, I should say, and I'm teaching, baby's breath. Baby's breath. Colossians 1 and 16. Baby's breath. Y'all better keep praying for your pastor. Y'all better keep praying for me. Because he sure give it to me. Somebody praying for me. And I thank you for that. Father, we love you today. Is there someone here today that again, online for the first time and you don't have a church home, online, you might be in Texas and you've been ministered to today in a way, you might be in Chicago, you might be in California and you've been ministered to today by God's spirit and you want someone to pray with you, you want someone to counsel you, you need somebody to talk to, so somebody that needs to rededicate your life online, just type it in the chat, just go to our website, incomelv.church and say, I wanna hear from someone, I need to rededicate my life. You can type it in the chat and somebody will reach out to you right there, get your number and reach out to you. There might be somebody here today, you need, do you, does anyone, you need to have a little talk with Jesus. You need to rededicate your life. Might be someone here today, you've been doubting God. Maybe somebody might be angry with God because he's not answered. Today, I hope you got help that he always answers. That he always hears. And sometimes you just got to wait on him. But never doubt ever in your life that he's not with you. Never ever doubt that. In Jesus' name. Have a good rest of the day. We'll see you. It's 5 o'clock this afternoon. Chat with the pastor. We'll see you this week. And again, Wednesday night, we're going to peel this back a little further. And we're going to give you about the rescue part.